Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, good morning, or whatever time of day you decide to listen to this wonderful episode. It is officially hot as balls in Indiana. That's right. I said it. It's here and it's hot. It just happened like overnight. I swear there was snow the other day. And then, you know, a couple days ago, I was wiping sweat off the back of my thighs while I was in line at Chick-fil-A. So there you have it. Really sneaks up on you, doesn't it? (laughs) (sighs) All right. How are you this morning? I'm feeling okay. Um, I'm PMSing a little bit. Started my period this morning, and uh, it kind of brought me into what I wanted to talk to you about today, which is rejection. You may be wondering, Renee, what on earth is the connection there? And don't you worry. Hopefully, I remember to bring it full circle and it all connects. If I don't, this is weird, but I think you'll forgive me. Rejection. Where is rejection or the fear of holding you back in your life today. Think about that for a second. Where is the fear of, I might not make it. It might not work. They might not like me. Keeping you from showing up, speaking up, Asking for what you want? Just let that let that bounce around a little bit. Where in your life today are you shrinking back, holding back because of fear of rejection? Rejection is really one of the biggest. If I'm trying to think of like other reasons why. And they're failing to come to my brain right now, but if I think of them in a second, I'll, I'll let you know. But fear of rejection, I would say 99% of the time is why we don't go after it. Whatever the it is. In my last round of Ballsy Broads, which is a group, which I can tell you more about here in a minute if I remember to talk about it again. But in my last round of Ballsy Broads, something I said in the very beginning of the group was, for most people, they need to do more. I would say for a lot of America, like, we're not not really showing up to our full potential. But for all of the women I've ever worked with, That has not been the case. And this is who I'm speaking to in in everything that I do. And so in that group, in the beginning, I said, what you may need to do the very most of is less. 
instead of waking up and rising and grinding off to whatever class, your work may be an extra cup of coffee. Your work may be saying no to the thing. Your work may be completely shutting down your work computer, all devices at 5.30 p.m. or 6, whatever. Whereas a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I didn't really get up and going until like 10 or 11, and so I should probably work. Yeah, you're probably right. You probably should. But for you that is that that is listening, that's often not the case. You, in fact, need to learn to do less or at the very least constrain what you're doing because you are trying to spread yourself through about 45 different channels at the end of the day, leaving damn near nothing for yourself. And fear of rejection, fear and and rejection means, you know, well, just that. It means being rejected by companies, jobs, people, peers, individuals that we don't know, groups, all of those things. And that is why we don't do what we ultimately want and need. Rejection is the backbone of so many of your issues. Now, how on earth does this tie into your period? <laughs> well, if, if period talk makes you feel weird, like, I don't know, you're probably going to hate this podcast because I talk about all that stuff all of the time, but like buckle up because that's where we're going. Um, you know, PMS, feeling like you have screwdrivers digging into your lower abdomen, abdo- abdomen and turning, unpleasant, feeling like you got a jackhammer in your back, low back, unpleasant, but I don't live in fear of it. In fact, 100% of the time I forget what's happening and then I go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, that's why I've been eating like a rhinoceros or, you know, sleeping for 16 hours a day and hating everything and feeling like my life is falling apart. Now I get it. I forget about it. And it creeps up on me and I'm like, "Mm, okay. And then I just embrace it. I'm like, okay, let's bring out the sweatpants. Let's get these underwear out. Let's uh, let's just take it easy. We're going to rest a little. We're probably going to take some ibuprofen. We're going to drink some water. We're not going to do too much. I don't fear it happening. I know it's inevitable unless, you know, <laughs> something else going on. But I know that it's coming. And so instead of trying to prevent it, trying to prevent it, trying to prevent it, I'm just like, okay, here it is. Let's go. What if you began to think about rejection in this similar way? You know, this does overlap a lot with last week's podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen. But What if instead of fearing rejection, fearing people judging you, fearing not getting accepted, you were just like, you know what? It's probably going to happen. Just like my period hits every four weeks or whatever, like once a month or so, I'm probably going to get rejected. And when you stop fearing that, when you know that it's coming, 
when you know that it's inevitable, you go after the thing. You don't stop living your life. You stop dancing around what you really want. And you're like, okay, I'll probably be rejected five out of 10 times. Let's go. Let's see what this one is. Maybe this isn't the time. I don't know. Maybe it is. Okay. Wasn't for me. When you begin to allow that source of rejection, when you begin to allow those uncomfortable feelings, you get what you want ultimately so much faster. Because think about your life. For how many years have you spent not speaking up in your relationship, not wearing the clothes you actually want, not asking for the job, the position, the salary that you really want, not taking the trips or talking about them the way that you want, all because of what will people think, which always has the underlying theme of, I won't be accepted. I will be rejected. How, how many years of your life have you spent that, doing that, that fear? Rejection can soak up and steal so much of your life all because of the thought, what might happen? Can you imagine if every single month we spent time thinking, oh my God, what if my period happens this month? <laughs> I better not go out. I better not wear this, these clothes. I better not do this thing because what if it happens? It's going to happen. It's coming. It is coming with a vengeance every time. And it sucks every single time. It always sucks. And we don't have to stop living our life the other 80% of the time because of this week of just absolute hell. Like women are fucking awesome because of this. Like I'm going to show, I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm suiting up. I mean, I'm not really suiting up. Thank God you guys can't see me. I am in some gray sweatpants. I do not have a bra on and it is 8.03 in the morning and I'm on cup of coffee 2.5. So like, I mean, I will be showing up. That will be coming down the pipeline because I don't live in fear of my period. Now, when you first start your period, it's probably, I mean, it's awful. And listen, I'm a... <laughs> Not saying I handle it like a champ all the time. I definitely did my fair share of complaining this morning and doing everything I could to get just some some sympathy from my partner. Um, so I'm not saying I'm I'm really handling it like a boss that I could because I like to complain sometimes. But it doesn't stop me from living. It doesn't stop me from sh showing up. And moving through life. What if you thought about rejection in the same way that you thought about your period? Like, yep, it sucks. Let's go. How am I going to make this suck a little bit less? Well, I'm going to wear clothes that I know are comfortable, loose fitting, just ones that I know I just love, right? Comfortable shirt, comfortable pants. Like we're going all out on comfort, but we're still showing up. Taking care of yourself in these extra ways when times are a little bit more difficult, but not, not showing up, not, not living. 
I hear from so many of you not living because what will they think? Listen to me. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you look like. I mean, think about yourself for a second. How many beautiful women have you judged? Hello, guilty. How many women in larger bodies with cellulite have you judged? How many women in very conservative clothing have you judged? How many women in low-cut tops and leopard miniskirts have you judged? It does not matter what you do. Someone out there is going to disapprove and someone out there is going to think you are the best thing that has ever happened to them. Regardless of what you do, how you look, how you act, and the decisions that you make. So stop waiting for everyone to be on board and hoping everyone approves because you will be waiting for your entire life. For real. Always waiting for the perfect opportunity. Always hoping like, okay, I hope that this is right. Nope, will never happen. It's like hoping that, you know, my period, well, here's the thing. Here's, here's, you know, blanket statements are never great, right? It will never happen. It will probably happen. Just like some months in the last, however long I've been having my period, there have been some months where I'm like, oh, that wasn't even that bad. I don't really pay that much attention to those. I pretty much only notice the times where it's death inducing is what it feels like, which is right now. And I don't really notice the times where it wasn't that bad. Funny how we do that, right? We focus on the things that are terrible, but when things are actually pretty good, like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't pay attention. I just like, okay, cool. This is what we do with other people's judgment. We pay attention to the one voice out of 75 people that are like, I mean, I wouldn't have said that. Or are you sure you want to wear that? Oh my God, that shit will eat us alive. Eat us alive. And we don't think about the other 74 people that are giving us a standing ovation. So sometimes, yes, everyone in the room will agree and think you're wonderful and think the choices that you made were perfect and in alignment with what you want and and everything. It was just 10 out of 10 fabulous. That will happen occasionally but you won't remember. You won't. You will only focus on when you disappointed, when it didn't work, when you let someone else down, when it was a failure. So just know that. Anticipate that. Just in the same way that you anticipate not feeling so great once a month. You don't not live because of that discomfort. Don't not live because of that fear of rejection. I have been having conversations with so many of you. I think I've had like, after this week, 18 conversations with so many of you that I never in a million years would have gotten the chance to just talk to 
because you listen to me on my podcast, you follow me on social media, you're on my email list and you read from me, but I never get to hear from you. And so I've been conducting some of these just kind of research calls, just discovery calls to just hear where you're at, hear what's going on with you, understand a little bit better, a little bit deeper about where you're at. And it has been a blast. I have loved it. I have loved doing that. And I'm still hosting some more. I'm getting up to, I want to get to 50 conversations. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, what? I want to talk to Renee. This sounds awesome. Um, I'll post a thing in my show notes so you can kind of sign up for that or I can email you the details for all of that if that's of interest to you. And it helps me out a ton. So if you are, you know, your little spidey senses went up and it kind of sounds intriguing, I would be so grateful if you did that because it helps me help you a lot. But a common theme on so many of these conversations is, you know, not being able to put yourself first. Everyone else's needs come first and yours are like the cherry on top. <laughs> Let's let that sink in. How common it is for women to do that, how acceptable it is for women to do that. But also, let's take a real hard look at how damn near impossible it is for you to feel the way you want to feel, for you to accomplish the things you want to accomplish, for you to show up to your life the way that you want when your needs your desires, your own self-care and mental health never get addressed. Almost impossible. Why? Because I have to take care of my kids. I have to do this first. What about my job? Who's going to answer these emails? Why? Because if I don't do this, what will they think? How will I look to these other people if I don't show up and do these things this way, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, and you doing those things, you extending yourself to the max, it redlining it all the time, still does not prevent people from judging you. And ultimately, it doesn't allow you to get what you want. It never will. Putting yourself last, always coming in fifth or sixth place, never prioritizing your workouts, your mental and physical health, your body. All that does is prolong everything you want. Learning to put yourself first, learning to prioritize yourself, no longer fearing that rejection of what other people think is the gateway to everything you want. And it feels very counterintuitive because you're awesome. You're such a great person. You love doing good. You love showing up. You love making people happy and proud. Great. I love that for you. However, at this point, you have got to start bringing some of that in for yourself. You have got to start making your own self proud. And that comes at the cost of letting other people down. 
But you know what? As I've been, you know, broken recording throughout this episode, people are going to feel that way no matter what you do. This doesn't mean you completely (laughs) neglect your children. This doesn't mean you completely neglect your job and you throw the middle finger to your employer. I mean, I'm not against that at all. If you can and you're okay, by all means, carry on. But it, it means bringing your own stuff, bringing your own self up to an equal playing field, negotiating for yourself. Yeah, babe, I'd love to um, go out on a date next week, um, but I got to do, I'm going to a a workout class and then I'm going to get a facial and uh, I mean, what a dream. (laughs) Like who's living that life, but like sign me up. But what I'm saying is learning to negotiate the things you want in your life. If you're a busy mom and you got to take kids here, there, 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 good, Great, keep doing that. But also, don't forget about what you need and want. Ask for help from your husband. It's going to be weird. It's going to be awkward as hell, especially if you never do this or, you know, from a neighbor or from a friend. But this is the price you have to pay to start feeling your best, to start owning who you are and what you want is doing things differently, of being a little bit vulnerable, of knowing that rejection will come, of, you know, making the request to your partner like, hey, can you take the kids to practice because I want to go do this workout class? He may like look at you, roll your eyes and say something like, oh, workout class? You want to go? Because he's probably equally as busy, right? I think that most of the women that I work with, you're in a pretty equal partnership. Like you each have your own roles. You each do a lot, but you will never get what you want if you don't ask for it. And the truth is, eventually there's going to be a yes. You go in and you ask for the promotion that you damn well deserve, the increase in salary that you damn well deserve. Guess what? You may get slapped with a no. You go in and you're like, hey, this is my ideal schedule. Can I have this? You may get slapped with a no, but you know what might also happen? A yes or a negotiation because you stopped fearing rejection. I want you to think about this throughout the day. What would you do today? How would you show up? How would you dress? What would you ask for? What would you do for yourself if you didn't fear rejection? Let that sink in. If you're a journaler, bring that out as your daily journal prompt. If you're a meditator, put that in your brain for when you're meditating. I don't meditate, but. And ask yourself, what would I do? How would I show up? What would I ask for if I didn't fear rejection. And what would I eat if I didn't fear rejection? Because all this food stuff, all of it at the end of the day comes from what will other people think? Most of it, right? Of course, I, again, blanket statements, not great because there's always that middle ground. 
uh, different conversation. You get what I'm saying here. Let that marinate. Let that swim around in your brain a little bit today. All right. I'll talk to you all next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.